Chapter One: Why do we want to live forever? Explaining the initial problem. It is said that the thirst for immortality drives civilization. The desire for it, after all, lies at the heart of some of history's greatest achievements. Consider, for example, the earliest known work of literature, the Epic of Gilgamesh. It begins with a tour of the ancient city of Uruk. As we wander, impressed through its mighty walls, we are reminded by the narrator of how its stones were laid in place by King Gilgamesh as a testament to his power. But having built this amazing place is not enough for him. Even if it stands for centuries, he himself will not. When a maggot falls from the nose of his deceased friend Enkidu's body, Gilgamesh is consumed with the desire to avoid the same fate befalling him. My beloved friend has turned into clay, and won't I too lie down in the dirt like him and never rise again? Ultimately, Gilgamesh fails in his attempt to achieve immortality. But today we can say that he succeeded in part, though the walls of his city inevitably crumbled into dust thousands of years ago. We remember him today. We relive his pain when we relate Gilgamesh's loss of Enkidu to similar losses we ourselves have suffered. We recognize our own anxiety about the inevitability of death when we learn of his fear of it. In both these ways. The memory of an ancient king lingers on, even though his kingdom and the names of his people have faded from memory. The ancient idea that human life could, or rather would, continue on in spite of the undeniable event of death is best remembered today, thanks to the ancient Egyptians' mummies. Bodies dried and preserved to endure forever, the mummies were carefully prepared with the confidence that they would one day breathe again. This was accomplished through a long, messy, and time-consuming process over the course of seventy days. And in the case of the Egyptians, this does not include the decades spent building the tombs in preparation for the pharaoh's death long before his death actually happened. Clearly, immortality was for the ancients serious business. Perhaps most interesting, though, is that mummies were made all over the world. This shows us that people everywhere throughout history have worked hard to resist the touch of death upon the human body. This was most famously done again in Egypt, but the Incas of Peru and the Lamas of Tibet also carefully preserved and revered their dead in preparation for whatever form of life followed death in this world. Alexander the Great, for example, expressed his wish to have his body preserved in a vat of honey, which does not rot. Supposedly it was, but the location of his tomb was forgotten thousands of years ago. What is interesting is that all these people, from Egypt to Greece to Peru, were powerful. They were kings, emperors, or spiritual leaders. They had fame, influence, and people who faithfully served them. And yet they yearned for eternal life, reaching out to grasp it in more than one way, cementing their names and deeds in history. Having their bodies preserved and ensuring protection in the afterlife—all these things are impressive, to be sure, and required the efforts of thousands of people, not to mention bees in Alexander's case, to make their dreamers' wishes into reality.